0: Hey guys, it's Haley here. Welcome back to another story with my guest, Melinda. Melinda, thank you for coming on today. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with working with the disability community?
1: Sure, thank you so much for having me on. Um, So I've been working with this community since I was like 12 years old. I volunteered at a camp for special needs, ages five through 22, and it was a day camp. And I really initially volunteered just for community service hours. And then the first day I remember coming home and just like gloating to my mom about how amazing it was. And I don't understand why I was so scared. And these kids just want to have fun and they're non-judgmental, and they enjoy life. And I really just looked at that and saw a whole new world really. Cause you know, middle school, you're trying to fit in with your like Amber shirt and your glitter eye shadow and all that other stuff that I felt like to them meant nothing. And um, so I was super intrigued. And then from then on out, I kept volunteering and trying to find little camps and things to do when I was in high school. And then when I started college, I really dove into more. There was overnight camp you could do and things like that. And that's when I went into special education and I got my first job at a middle school. So I did resource middle school, all inclusion. And then I got into the resource room. So I had some to myself and then I went into K through three inclusion It was an autism unit, but it was supposed to be self-contained, but we were more inclusive. And then now I'm at a more self-contained four through five. So I've jumped around quite a bit. I feel like I kind of get bored fast. I like to keep like embracing different things and jumping around.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I can relate with that too, because um, my parents actually work in the special ed department. And so I kind of grew up around it. And then I just found, like you said, like they're not judgmental at all they like live life to the fullest, no matter what you're wearing or saying, like they were just the best. And so I think like that also intrigued me to like keep going in this field. So like, that's awesome that you like definitely started at a young age and keep doing it. I know you got like lots of stories to tell, but let's hear one.
1: Okay. So I do have to say, I, as a whole, like, I know we briefly, before we started recording, talked about inclusion and how Mm -hmm. difficult it could be on some accounts, especially when it comes to just the adults, the kids are the best part. It's really implementing the whole inclusion process. And I feel like there's a big like myth or like just saying out there that they feel like inclusion is just a seat in the classroom. I think a lot of people just think just because your kid or a kid is in a classroom and doing some like, okay, you know, they're fine. Like, oh, they're included. We're good to go. When yeah, really yeah. there's like this huge other piece that no one really talks about is just the communication component and the cooperation and the collaboration component. So a couple Having years. Back, everyone on board. Yes, yes. The, the team is huge. And you know, just from IEPs, yeah. the team is huge. huge. And really, a lot of it is just treating people like humans, like, you know, a, a more common sense. approach. You have to treat them <laughs> like humans. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, don't judge the label, you know, see the able. So different, not less, like all those great quotes that really need to hold true when it comes to inclusion. So a couple of years ago, we started, I worked with, this is when I was doing K through three. So I had five gen ed teachers I was working with. So like two of my third graders had different teachers and it was crazy, but I felt like we really kept a good communication going and we really worked together. And we made up a plan where I would go into the classroom and teach a whole group like SEL lesson. So not target any of my kids out. This would be to everybody. Cause yeah. for a while I was pulling my kids out and doing one-on-one, like we're gonna do big problem, little problem, or, you know, what is empathy or what it like all these things that like everybody needs to hear, right? Even adults. So yeah. the, and the kids
0: don't like being pulled
1: out either. Oh, right. I don't think anyone ever like thinks no. about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like middle school, small group testing when they had to get up and like come to my classroom, that was torture. Yeah. I just kind of became a part of their classroom and it was really neat because this is when I was supposed to be a really self-contained autism unit and we kind of opened the doors and trialed some things and every week it was a different lesson. And so all the kids were getting it, not just a couple or a select yeah. few. Yeah. And we really saw the community and the inclusion in the classroom really burst, you know, just because of that. And so I had um, seven kids in my unit graduate in four years. So they just graduated out of my unit and are a part of that district's, you know, special ed unit. They weren't as intensive, you know, we really, the yeah. least restricted environment, right? But yeah. I do have to give credit to the kids too for not feeling like anxious or embarrassed or getting pulled out all the time. And they yeah. were learning the language just along with everybody else.
0: Yeah, and the kids get to see you as like another adult too. Yes, you know? yes. And right. you're like also working on social skills with them in the classroom as well. Like you're working on more than just academics when you're in there because you're realizing that they have to, the kids also have to interact with the kid on the IEP. Yes. So they have to understand how to communicate with them. Also, we have to educate them as well. Yes. And And being included also helps that because they get to hang out with their friends. They don't have to feel like they're being pulled out or singled out because they need extra supports because let's be real. A lot of kids need extra supports. So much kids with disabilities, in the general ed population. And I think with our expertise, we can help give those strategies to the general ed teacher as well.
1: Right. Without it looking like it's cheating. I've heard, you know, in the past, like I used to have a little visual on my kid's desk that said like, you know, first do your work, then you can draw because he was really into drawing. And I mean, she loved it. And then we did a whole lesson on, you know, let's everybody do a little like reminder, positive icon on your desk. So, you know, my kid didn't just have the icon on his desk. They all did, you know, little things like
0: that it brings like two different points of view, right? So we have like the general ed teacher who thinks of it like this way, this is how I'm gonna teach it. And then we're like, sometimes I can sit in class and I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of kids in here that don't understand that either. So I'm like, okay, here's another approach. And then I think they almost like that too because they're like, oh, like I didn't realize that there's more than just like one way of doing it,
1: you know, it's
0: like if that team is right there, like we were talking about the team is super critical. Cause like, if you have like a teacher that is not on board for it and is like, just like, oh, they're just here for, you know, the seat and we'll just pass them, even though we didn't really teach them, that's not like really working together at all.
1: Right. No, not at all. You really have to shift that whole environment. And I just keep thinking if we didn't push inclusion, or we didn't have that successful team, like what were, would those kids have graduated or would their, you know, behaviors and academic, like, would it, would they regress? I I don't know, but like, it was just because of the luck of the stars, like we were all so strong and, you know, we would work after school and even before school. And, you know, as a special ed teacher, you know, you don't have any planning time. So we would just run around in the hallway or like, you know, text on the weekends and we just really made it work. Yeah. You know, a lot of teams aren't like that, you know?
0: Yeah. What were the parents like when you like kind of exited them?
1: Uh, It was like kind of emotional, you know, it was good. As you know, like you build strong relationships. I had, I had these two kids for four years and so they exited me, you know, they were switching buildings too. So it was sad. I wasn't going to be able to see them in the hallway as much, but we did a unique thing too, when it came to conferences. And I'm not sure if you do this, but we, the Jenna teacher and I would do them together. So they kind of had two different points of view. Um, I know being like in my self-contained, quote unquote classroom, that was very like atypical of us to like work with the gen ed teachers that closely as we were doing. Um, So that kind of helped to kind of ease that transition. Cause every year I'd work with a different gen ed teacher, you know, so.
0: (laughs) Yes, you're always learning new adults to work with. (laughs) Oh, we do, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then how did the
0: kids like it? Did they like notice any kind of
1: like change? Yeah, I think a little bit, I think it was a little scary, but um, it was nice to see them use their tools. And it was nice to see the other kids that we were teaching the whole time really, you know, embrace their differences and not want to change them. You know, if one of my kids kind of has to go pace in the back room, everybody was so used to it, which was great. It wasn't like, why is he pacing in the back? Or why does he need to draw? Or why does he go take a drink every five minutes? You know, they mm-hmm. just became accustomed to that behavior, which was awesome. Because again, it wasn't disrupting the others. Yeah. Do you
0: have any like kind of goals that you want to continue doing
1: with the disability community? Yeah, I would love, I mean, I go to so many conferences about autism and disabilities and all this stuff, and I don't see any Jenna teachers there. And I just see, I just think like the way the world is working and, you know, so far, a lot of my kindergarten friends keep telling me like, oh my goodness, like these behaviors are coming up and you think of the pandemic and socially, you know, a lot of these kids have missed big chunks. And I just wish that I mean, I always want to break down the education system and rearrange it and change it, as you know, but uh, I just really hope in the future that like more gen ed teachers would be willing to work together.
0: That's just like amazing. Well, thank you for everything that you do and keep up the good work and keep making a difference in their lives. And as always, stay tuned for more stories to come.